Welcome to Be Your Own Best Coach with JJ, the podcast. I believe that the best coach you can ever have is that one person that is staring straight back at you every morning in the mirror, you. Join me in discovering some key strategies so that you can create an empowered life and inspire others to live theirs. Your journey to being your own best coach starts right now. Thanks for tuning in to Be Your Own Best Coach with JJ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram at JJ Speaker Coach. And remember to live with insatiable passion, create an empowered life and inspire others to live theirs. How important is the language that comes out of our mouth? I'll ask you a question. How are you all today? Now you could say, okay, not bad, good, great, fabulous, outstanding. Can you hear the difference of how you feel when someone says, okay, or if they say, not bad, which is interesting, isn't it, to say not bad? Was, does that mean good? I'm not sure. And, and in Australia, anyway, we often say those words of not bad. Or if we say we're good, or we're great, or we're fabulous, and we're outstanding, each word has a charge, an energy to it. And of course, we add the tonality of our voice to each word, and it gives an even stronger effect. So someone can ask you, how are you today? There's a very different feel when you say not bad to outstanding. Very, very different. Words have a charge and an energy to them. So when you're communicating, you're not only communicating to the people that are listening around you, you're also continuing to communicate to yourself. You are always communicating to yourself. Now, these words that you're saying, you're either saying out loud or you're saying them in your head. Regardless, you are always communicating to yourself. And when you're communicating to others, you will either build rapport with them through your words or you will rapidly decline rapport. You may even Destroy relationships with the words that you say. You see these relationships happen and the the impact of your words through emails, through social media. I'll give you another set of words. I could say to you, I think you're mistaken. Now let me charge that up a little bit more. I could say, I think you're wrong. Now, I'm going to charge it up even more. I think you're a liar. Can you feel the difference between mistaken and liar? I find it fascinating. You can see on social media when you're looking at to post and someone said, you're wrong. I just get the popcorn out and I know that there's going to be a reaction from somebody because when you're telling someone they're wrong, 
it hits them hard. And so we've got to be really mindful of the language and our intention of the language. When I talk about language, I say to, to myself and to my clients, we need to make sure that our language, whatever words we say, we say them with volition. We understand the meaning and the impact that our words have. Now, our words can either be disempowering or empowering. We have these habitual, this habitual language that we have through our culture, through how we've been brought up. I know in Australia we, we have language like no problem. So if someone says, how are you? you know, can you do this for me? And we might say, no problem. That was no problem. Now, just think about those two words, no problem. You have to think of the word problem to process the sentence, no problem. So when you're thinking of problem, then what, it's like you get this snapshot, I call it, you get a photo or an image of the word problem into someone else's mind and they need to think about that to process what you've just said. So do you want people to think about a problem when you say no problem? We might say no worries. We say that in Australia as well. No worries. We have to think of the word worries to comprehend the sentence. We say things like I'm so busy. Now what happens is when we're saying I'm so busy, we're telling ourselves we're busy. And some people live in this world of busyness. Is it really true that you're so busy? Or you keep telling yourself that and you're manifesting that into your mindset. And you might say, I haven't got the time. Or people say this, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. So instead of saying, I haven't got the time, you might say, I haven't created the time yet. And I love the word yet. <laughs> because that means, so it may be it's a goal that you, you haven't achieved yet. And you say, I haven't done this yet, which again, the whole sentence changes when you put yet there because you're telling yourself, I, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to do it. Does that make sense? And when you're saying I can't afford it, again, you're telling your unconscious mind that you can't afford this thing. So whether it, you want to buy a new house, you want to buy a new car, and you say, I can't afford it, I can't afford it, I can't afford it. Again, you could say, I haven't created that money yet. And so you're telling your unconscious mind that it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. And you're taking responsibility for that. We often say things, as a speaker coach, I have people saying to me, oh, JJ, one of the things that I do as a speaker is I say, um, a lot or are a lot. And I don't understand why, because, and, I, and I go through the strategy of before they speak, and it's fascinating because often they'll say, oh, well, before I was going to speak, I say, don't say um, don't say um, don't say um, don't say um. And then as soon as I start talking, um, they've just directed their mind to the word um. Don't say um, don't say um, don't say um. They're focusing on the word um. So when you're focusing your mind on that, when you're going out and you're about to present, that mind, that word is front of mind. 
So what you should language is what you want, not what you don't want. And this is a really great, valuable tip, guys, with any goals that you want to achieve. Language what you want, not what you don't want. So instead of saying, don't say, um, don't say, um, don't say, um, you might say, stop, pause, breathe, stop, pause, breathe. And as you're saying that, you're directing your mind and you're directing your body to stop, pause, breathe. It is so powerful. Often when I start to coach a new client and I ask them, what is it that you want? What, what is this goal that you have? What's your objective of our coaching right now? And often 80% of people will say, well, I don't want. They'll tell me all the things they don't want rather than what they do want. Now, language is so powerful because when you keep saying to yourself, I don't want this, I don't want to be in financial problems, I don't want... Uh, I don't want my business to fail. Whatever you're saying, I don't want. When you're saying that, you're focusing on the business fail. You're focusing on financial ruin. What I want you to do is language what you want. This is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm in in the midst of creating. This is what I'm going to be, be achieving. Language what you want, not what you don't want. And often with our language, we label ourselves or others in our language. I listen so carefully when I'm coaching someone and they start their sentence with I am. And a lot of it, when I'm listening, I hear things like I am too fat or I am too old or I am not educated enough or I'm not smart enough or I'm not good in business or I am and every time they say I am with a disempowering finish to that sentence you're disempowering yourself all of the time and you keep telling yourself this is who you are and the other word that often comes out in conjunction with that is just So I'm just a hairdresser. I'm just a mum. Well, you're not just. You are an an amazing mum. I am the hairdresser. Really, the way that you put just on, you minimise who you are. Be really mindful of the word just. And often there's these self-deprecating words or sentences that we can say. I hear it all the time. Someone might say, even in my courses, people might put their hand up and they might say, this might be a silly question. Well, no, it's a question. Why are you minimise? Why are you saying it's a silly question? Are you saying what you're asking, you only ask silly questions? What are you saying about yourself when you're saying, "I'm this might be a silly question? I don't know. Is that sentence serving you or not and often I also hear the word in different courses or in in different environments I hear people say I'm confused I'm confused again you're directing your unconscious mind into confusion so instead of saying I'm confused you might say I'm looking for clarity on this now in a room 
what can happen is when someone says I'm confused, if we've got a room full of people that I'm training, for instance, people's mind will start to think about the confusion as well. So you're saying I'm confused, then other people might be thinking, well, am I confused as well? So your word has a big impact when other people are around rather than saying I'm, I'm looking for clarity around this. And leaders, those of you that are leaders, and we're all leaders, I see that we are, whether we're mums and dads or leaders of organisations, we're all leaders of our life. Our language is so powerful. So what we say and other people are listening to us, as leaders we need to really make sure that we're le our language is leadership language and we're saying things with volition, with intention. I trust that this has been valuable for you when I'm thinking about other words and that people will say disempowering words, like things like, I want you to think about these words, and people say these often. They might say something like, I call these disempowering words. They might say, I'm, st I'm struggling right now. Now think about that word struggle. How do you feel? What image do you get in your mind when you hear the word struggle? Now, for me, I've, I feel restricted. I feel like I'm just so, like a ball and chain is holding on to me, that I'm, I'm feeling small when I hear the word struggle. So I don't feel great when I'm feeling saying the word struggle. So instead of saying struggle, I might say I'm challenged. Now, that's, that, that is a different word for me. And it, it's really important to note that words will have different feelings for everybody. But you need to decide. No one else can decide. But you need to decide what words work for you and what words don't. But I know I, I delete the word struggle in my language because it does not serve me. I would much rather say I'm feeling challenged right now. And the word hard, this is hard. How does that make you feel? This is hard. Having a business is hard work. How does that make you feel? Again, it's up to you with how it makes you feel. I want you to be honest and really make it, uh, you know, really think about how it makes you feel. But for me, hard, oh, if it's going to be hard, I don't know if I want to do it. I don't like the feeling of hard. And the word worry, we talked about worry before. I'm worried about this. I, I'm looking for worry. Once I say I'm worried about this, it's like, oh, I'm, and again, it gives me this feeling that's not serving me. And we also have these minimizing words that, that we use, like I hope, I hope. Now, again, this is really important too, guys, because... These words, as I said before, the words that we use, we use with volition, with intention. So the word struggle, for instance, I do use that word with volition when I'm training. Now, I will never use that word struggle as, as me saying, I think this is a struggle or business is a struggle and a day-to-day -day basis how I language things. I would never say that. However, if I want to, if I'm coaching a client and I want to feel, get them to feel the pain of some disempowering behaviors that they have and they need to shift that pain, then I will build the pain with the word struggle. 
I will use that word with volition. Otherwise, I hardly ever use the word struggle. But we use minimizing words like hope. I hope, I hope that I'm going to be successful in business. I hope. No, that's a, that's a real minimizing word. Rather than when you're, when you're in, when you go, yes, this is what I'm going to do. Not I'm, I hope that I'm going to discard that weight. That weight. And again, so I, I, would, I use the word discard, right? So, so when I've got clients and if one of their focuses is to lose weight, I, we don't even say lose weight because when we lose something, we're always going to try and find it. <laughs> so we use the word discard weight because we get rid of it. It's gone. We put it in the dump master. It's finished. But the word I hope I'm going to discard weight it's like, oh, it could happen, I don't know if it will, that sort of feeling rather than this is what's going to happen. I am losing, I'm going to, I am, I was going to say losing then, I am discarding 10 kilograms this year in 2000 and whatever the year is. And so you have a, this is a definite of what you are going to be doing because it's not a hope and it's not a try. I think it was, was it Star Wars? Uh, I can't even remember what his name is. It's, so there's no such word as try. Try. I'm going to try. If you try, if I say try to pick up a chair, try means that you're not actually picking the chair friggin' up. You will pick the chair. I am picking that chair up. I am picking it up. Can you imagine a leader that's going to, that you was going to lead you out of despair say there was a war and there was someone that that were fighting for war and it was fighting for your freedom and they said I hope we can do it we'll try our best it's like no you're doing it right (laughs) I need to have more faith that you're doing I'll try you know if, if you're looking at a speaker a speaker is stands on stage there's a thousand people and they say I'll try and give you a nice speak and I hope you like it no I am here to serve you guys. A really distinct, strong language. Again, minimizing language is something like a sort of or basically or just. So all those words we've got to get rid of in our language because it minimizes what we're going to say afterwards. And we talked about the self-deprecating words or sentences like this might be a silly question or I'm confused, as as speakers, and, and I train speakers all around the world, and sometimes I see speakers and they'll say things like, uh, I think I've bored you enough, or I'm a little nervous. Now, some people might say, well, you know, you can say I'm a little nervous, that's being raw, that's being honest. Yeah, it is, but at the same time, it also gives the word nervousness to the room and the room is looking for nervousness all of a sudden, right? And so it's like, have you ever, I've watched you know, shows like, what do you call it, uh, The Idol, you know, those music shows where there's a competition and people uh, audition for these shows and they're starting to sing and you're feeling nervous for them because you can see that 
that nervousness in their voice and you think, oh, I hope you're going to make it. It's the same with a speaker saying, I'm a little nervous. And you're like, oh, I hope you're going to make it. And so it's like these people just holding on for dear life saying, oh, I hope you're going to do a good job then rather than having the confidence that this speaker knows what they're talking about and that you are leading the room as a speaker. I trust that this has been valuable for you guys. One of the things that I would do is, and I continue to do, I'm always looking at language with what I say and what I don't say and how it lands with people. And I remember I remember very clearly a time when, and this is many, many years ago, when I was doing a speech and there was about 50 people. It was a breakfast. So it, was, it was a smaller group. It was about 50 people in the room and it was a sit-down breakfast. And I did a talk. And afterwards, this guy came up to me and he said, I loved your talk, JJ, but there was something that I was a little bit offended by. And I was like, what? I, I don't know what I said. And I was apologetic. And I said, you know, what was it? And he said, you often say the words, oh, my God, and I'm a Christian and that really offends me. And at the time, I didn't get it. I really didn't get it. It was you know, probably, oh, gee, 50, 20 years ago now, and I didn't get it. And I thought, okay, and I apologised to, to the guy. And for me, I'd always been brought up uh, by with that language like so many people say in Australia anyway I don't know everywhere around the world but in Australia it's a saying it's like even I used to look at on Facebook or social media as OMG I, I didn't get it and it took me a long time afterwards particularly with my journey spiritually as well to understand that that is offensive for, for for people and so I've deleted that from my language and I say oh my gosh now so we're always learning with language and we've got to be open to learning and looking at language that doesn't serve us or does serve us even the language that we think is great if we said you know how are you today and you said good you think well that's good you know that's that's empowering language but can we make it even more empowering can we make it even stronger can we look at our language and make it more succinct so that it helps with our own communication to ourselves and our communication to others so one of the things that i continually do is i look at words that i delete and I also look at words that I embrace. So new words that I embrace. Language is a powerful thing. I've learned that in coaching. I, I learn so much from someone, from the language that they say. I learn about how they think about themselves. As soon as they say I am and something disempowering comes up, I already have an insight into how they feel about themselves. So Make sure that language is something that you study, that you listen to, you listen to others, you listen to how you speak to yourself. And often it's the words in your head, the words that aren't said out loud that you say over and over and over again that make you feel a certain way. Do they push you towards your goal and project you towards your goal 
or do they pull you back from your goals? Do they make you feel empowered? Do they disempower you? Words have a charge to them. Words are powerful. And I'll leave you with this quote from Robin Sharma. The quote says, words have power. Use the language of leadership versus the vocabulary of a victim. Thanks for listening.